Hey everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is Tyrell Thompson. Thank you for joining me. We live in very busy times. We live very busy lives. And I believe that the Bible has an answer to this and something to say about it. And I've been studying the book of John, John chapter 4 specifically. I'm titling this podcast More Than Anything. I believe this hasn't this chapter has an answer to these busy lives and it's a bit of a mindset shift for us. And so I pray this is a blessing to you. It's uh, helped me tremendously. I'm going to start with John 4, chapter 1, and begin reading. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize them, but his disciples baptized them, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But verse 4 says, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. So we read this from the book of John, the entire book of John, also sometimes referred to as the Gospel of John, which is good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's from the perspective of John, as guided by God, flowing through John as he wrote it. Now John was one of the 12 apostles. He was one of the 12 disciples. And he was part of the inner circle of disciples as well. And he was very, very close to Jesus. So John was a man who knew about having a relationship with Jesus. And so the text I just read to you today, it picks up after Jesus has begun publicly working among the people. He's been performing public miracles. And they're starting to believe now that he is truly God manifest in the flesh, who he says he was. So at this point in the story, Jesus discovered that the Pharisees had found his disciples baptizing a large number of people. And so they decided to leave their current location of Judea and travel up to Galilee. But interestingly, verse 4 says, but he needed to go through Samaria. Jesus decided that on their way to Galilee, he had to go through Samaria. So Jesus and his disciples, they arrive in the town called Sychar, and he sent his disciples into town to buy food for their group. And then in verse 6, it says, Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. It's at this point that we meet a new character in the story. Verse 7 says, A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. The woman responded to Jesus and said, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. It's important to note right now that during this time in history, women did not have hardly any rights, and people groups at the same time were very separated. Jews lived amongst themselves, and then non-Jews, which were called Gentiles, they didn't mix with the Jews. And then there was another group, a third group, called the Samaritans, and they were seen as almost half-breeds because they were half-Jew and half-non-Jew, which was even more repulsive at the time. So Jews and Samaritans literally hated each other. So on the one hand, she's a woman and a Samaritan, and on the other hand, we have Jesus. He's a man and a Jew. Complete opposites. They're supposed to be enemies. Yet he initiates a conversation with her at noon, sitting by a well. In the beginning of the book of John, Jesus has been revealing who he is to people. Each interaction has obviously been carefully planned, and it had a revelatory purpose to the people. So he obviously had a reason for coming to this well. It wasn't just happenstance. Verse 16 we read, Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are correct when you say I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you are with now is not your husband. You are right when you say you have no husband. 
What a shift in the conversation. Obviously, she was shocked. In verse 19, she says, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And then Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Remember, a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman conversing was not normal at the time. And then right after Jesus said, I who speak to you am he, it says, The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Then we read verse 39, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him, who was Jesus, because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Incredible story. Uh, but John wrote this for a reason. Remember, he was extremely close to Jesus, part of the inner circle. So he wrote this for a purpose. And I asked myself, why would he make sure that we had this story? And I think if we go back to the beginning of the of chapter 4, Jesus left Judea heading towards Galilee. But verse 4 said, but he needed to go through Samaria. I like history. I did a bit of digging. And there was already an established route from Judea to Galilee. This was about 70 miles many full days of walking. But many of the, jo of the Jews chose not to go through Samaria because of their prejudice toward those people. They had a route that would, it would bypass Samaria, but Jesus took his disciples to Samaria first, and they journeyed a longer distance on a much hotter and more uncomfortable road. And the reason is so that Jesus could sit at a well and wait and speak to a woman who was hurting. This woman's life was messed up, in verse 6, we read, Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Now, notice the detail here. I don't think John was just saying it was noontime. Noon was the hottest part of the day. And on, first of all, women never went to the well alone. And second of all, they wouldn't go at the hottest time of the day. They'd go in groups and they'd go towards the end of the day when the sun was down and it was cool outside. But this woman went alone and at noon. And then Jesus, in his infinite knowledge, he reveals to her her hidden sin and says that she's had five husbands and is currently with somebody that isn't her husband. I believe that this woman was in shame. I believe she went at noon to avoid the people because they knew who she was, they knew her lifestyle, and she was ashamed, hiding because she thought her life was just too messed up. Jesus went out of his way to travel to a town that nobody went to, to speak to a woman that nobody spoke to, and reveal himself to her to root out the pain that she had so deep down. And Jesus went completely out of his way again to go and sit by a woman at a well to reveal to her that he saw her, that he knew her heart, and that he had more for her. He went to reveal to her that he was the God that created her standing right in front of her. And the question for us today that we can learn is, could Jesus be teaching us through the story that more than anything, he desires to spend time with us. He desires to help us, to love us, to heal us, and remove the hurt and pain that separates us from him and from others. Jesus revealed that he knew her life, and then he immediately points out her sin. Now notice he didn't condemn her. She stayed and listened to him. He wasn't angry. He simply was showing her 
Hey, this thing that's hidden deep down in the darkness of your heart, eating you alive, causing you to feel isolated and alone. It's at the forefront of my mind. In my personal life, the greatest answers to my prayers have not really been the answers, but it's been knowing that he has heard my voice and that he sees me. That to me is answer enough. And with this woman, he was trying to point out the pain and reveal himself to her so that she could turn towards him, the only person that she could find fulfillment in. He was trying to get to her heart, to the bottom of what she needs, which was love and forgiveness. And for us, could he be showing us today that more than anything, he desires our relationship first. Now, notice what happened when, when Jesus actually revealed the answer to that sin, which was him being the savior. She ran. She ran into town. She left her water pot and Jesus sitting there. And she immediately started telling people. And people also immediately came to meet Jesus. People came for themselves. And this shows me that they must have seen a change in this woman. And for us, again, the natural result of God walking with us is our story causing more people to walk with him. Another question to ask is, is the way I'm living my everyday my daily relationship with him, causing more people to know the king of all time. The natural result of the way we treat people, the way we love each other, is someone believing in God and experiencing the new birth salvation. This woman's amazement at Jesus and the joy that she felt that he would go out of his way to talk with her, it caused such a change in her that the men that normally would not listen to her, an adulterous woman, they listened to her and they came to find out for themselves if what she said was actually true. I think, like I said at the beginning, we can get, we're, we live really busy lives and we can get caught up in the day-to-day -day work, the routines, but we can almost do this to the point where we neglect relationship, which is what he's called us to first. Before God called any of us to minister, before he called any of us to sing or to preach or to greet, he called us to each be his son and his daughter first. More than anything, he wants a relationship. Now what flows from that relationship is beautiful. We walk with him and that relationship produces fruit. That's, that's love, that's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the result of walking with Jesus. We produce fruit and we produce works. But I've been trying in my own life to say, God, more than the healing, I want the healer. More than the blessings, I want the blesser. More than the saving, I want the savior because more than anything, I want him, and more than anything, he wants me. And just like he did for that woman at the well, he will reveal himself to you today, I believe, if you open yourself to him, and you say, God, more than anything, I want what you want, which is you, and I want for you to have me. And as Jesus demonstrated with that woman, more than anything, he just wants to walk with us every day.